Hey friend, welcome to a little by little homeschool podcast. And this is episode 199. Can you believe it? We're almost there to 200. I've got something special planned for Thursday. So make sure you come back for that. But today we are going to do a Q and a you asked, and I'm going to answer the questions. I'm excited to kind of dive in. I've not necessarily thought much about the answers, so we'll kind of see what, uh, what comes out here and yeah, this is going to be fun. So thank you for sending in questions and let's just kind of jump right into it. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Let's do it. Welcome to the little by little homeschool podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Real quick, before we get started on some of these juicy questions, I want to mention two things. The first is that I had mentioned last week that this is the final week right now in order to get the current pricing plan for Clarify Your Homeschool. Starting on Monday, November 6th, that's one week from today right now, the price is going to increase. And I know that this is something that's been on your heart. You've been thinking about it and let's just, let's do it right now. Okay. So I encourage you to go over to clarifyourhomeschool.com to get all of the information and get all the details and see exactly what the outcome is going to be when you join. The second thing is here, I got a ton of questions and in order to keep this episode not an hour long, because I know that your time is precious and I don't want to keep an hour of your time. I just appreciate that you are listening either anyway, and I don't want to keep you for an hour. Most of the questions that came in that had to do with homeschooling that I'm not going to answer, it's because I most likely have an episode that is related to that already. Some of the other questions that I don't have an episode gave me an idea for an episode topic. So look for those coming here in the future. If you are curious, if your question that is not answered, if it is something that's been in the podcast lineup already, I encourage you to save a little bit of time and not necessarily have to scroll back all the way in your podcast app and read every single title. There is a podcast catalog and there's two ways that you can get it. A quick and easy way is for the moms that are in Clarify Your Homeschool, it is included in the course, really easy to get to. The second way is if you are in the private Facebook group under the guides tab, that is where you find the podcast catalog and you can just go ahead and search through there and just put in a word. If maybe your question is about curriculum, you can just type in curriculum and it'll pull up all the episodes that have to do with curriculum. So without further ado, let's jump into the questions. Amanda asked, she said that you mentioned that your daughter is taking some sort of gap year. Could you tell us what she is up to? This is a good question. Thank you for asking. Yes, I am huge into gap years and there's an entire episode in case you didn't guess all about that. My daughter finished up her homeschool high school in the spring of 2021 and then she stayed home, uh, worked locally, saved up some money, and then she started in 2022 and did a gap year through 2022. She was home in the summer, so she was gone for like the winter spring semester and then the 
fall going into winter semester. And she then began working for a ministry, living and working at a ministry here the beginning of this year of 2023. And so she is pretty much kind of temporarily moved out. I mean, her room is still all here. She can move back home anytime whenever she feels like God's leading her just in a different direction. But for right now, she is living and working in a ministry that she absolutely loves. The people are incredible and she believes in their mission. And it's just been amazing to just watch a bit from afar. We're able to visit her. We talk often and just to see the growth and just how much she just loves where she's at. So that's what she is up to. Marianne said, what is the biggest obstacle you faced in your marriage? Wow, you guys are just putting these questions here. (laughs) She said, have you and your husband ever dealt with any trust issues? So I'm going to answer those questions in reverse order. Trust issues. I am very thankful that we have not. I feel blessed in that way. We both feel similar ways that, um, you know, this is a covenant relationship that we're in and we've been very committed. So thankfully we have not dealt with any trust issues on either side. However, when you said, you know, what is it? It doesn't mean we're perfect. We are far from perfect. Um, but asking what the biggest obstacle that we face in our marriage, I would have to say that like most people, when some of the struggles we've had is financial, There's been times where things were very lean. And so that was a huge obstacle. I would say in parenting, we don't always see eye to eye on how things, on how we do things. And so I guess those would be the two biggest obstacles for me personally, probably a big obstacle is my fierce independence and my, we'll say proclivity to being very opinionated. (laughs) Those are two hurdles that I have to daily overcome. And so for me, that's obstacles for him. Probably the beginning, mostly of our marriage, a big obstacle was just the fact that he, and he doesn't mind me saying this, that in his childhood and growing up, there wasn't a model for him of Christian biblical manhood, fatherhood, um, husbandhood. I don't know if that's a word, but he didn't have that model. And so He's had to break that cycle and do things a lot different. So it's not something that he has watched, um, but God has come, been so faithful. And there's been just amazing relationships and resources that have come alongside him. And so I would say that would probably maybe be his biggest obstacle. Sarah asked a question that is probably, you might say, a little more homeschool related, but I tried to keep in some of the questions that had to do with relationships as well. And I don't know that I've necessarily done an entire episode on this one but I've kind of mentioned maybe some things here or there, but she said, if one of my kids is fighting me tooth and nail regarding doing school, how should I handle it? First, I would say, don't take it personally. Don't take this as something that is necessarily against you. This is just a way that a child is trying to maybe express things that they just, that they can't, they don't have the words for. And so I would say to remember relationship over the curriculum, I would work on for you as far as shifting a mindset from school to education and really figuring out and diving into what is education? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for your husband? What does that mean for your family? And possibly reframing that and thinking of it differently, but don't let the relationship and the family dynamics suffer because of a worksheet or a workbook. Maybe there are some different ways that you can do quote unquote, do school or maybe there's just a time right now of needing to pull back a little bit. The next question comes all the way from the Netherlands. And hopefully I'm saying your name correct, but 
Cohen asked, what is your workout routine and how do you go about implementing it from planning, executing, and keeping to it without being distracted by family life or the endless things that are added to the to-do list? So let's start here with the first is what is my workout routine? I have shifted in the past probably a year, a little over a year, not even, maybe not even a quite a year and a half, but really have shifted my thought from cardio to strength workout training. And that that's my routine right now is I do pretty much everything that has to do with dumbbells. And I've got quite a collection right now. (laughs) And so pretty much that's what I'm doing that. And then my quote unquote cardio will be walking. I aim to try to maybe get 10,000 steps in each day, but I want you to remember that I have older children today. I decided to go for a walk and my kiddo was, we had done all of our work together. He was absolutely fine. He had stuff to do. Uh, My husband worked from home. My um, 19 year old now works from home too. And so it's easier for me. So what I'm going to give you is suggestions that come from me in my season of life. But I also had seasons where I did work out in spurts and none of it really necessarily stuck. And I think it's because there's another workout question here coming to, and I'll, I'll kind of talk about that but this is actually fun for me. I enjoy it. I'm seeing results. I'm seeing strength. And so finding something that is going to help you that I guess basically that you want to go and do is going to be the first step. So planning out is actually taking that time and saying, this is the time that I'm going to do it. Maybe that requires doing it early in the morning. Maybe it's in the afternoon when kids are napping or maybe taking some quiet room time, or maybe it is just a couple of days a week and that's the chance that they get some screen time. They get to sit there and watch something for an hour while mom works out and everybody is happy. So then the actual execution is putting that on maybe your daily calendar or putting a reminder on your phone that's going to alarm that's going to go off saying you need to go and work out. And then having the equipment and the resources that you need that are all ready for you. If you are like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to work out, but you don't have a plan, you don't have any guidance then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure or you're going to use your entire quote unquote workout time while your kids are watching that show in trying to get things set up. And the last part of our question had to do with how do you keep actually doing it without being distracted by the endless to-do list? And that is not to start off with yourself saying, I'm going to work out two hours every day, seven days a week. I highly don't suggest doing such a thing. You need some rest days in there. But set yourself up just maybe it's 15 minutes, two or three times a week. And just saying to yourself, this is what's important. I know there's a lot of stuff on my to-do list, but knowing that getting some type of form of exercise, moving your body and strengthening your body and just how good you feel afterwards is going to make that whole long to-do list so much easier to handle and maybe just put that on the to-do list for your day. Work out. I actually do that some days. Well, most days. And I'll put that, I can check it off that I did it and it is part of my to-do list. And Natalie's question, she said, I think you mentioned your husband is of Asian descent. I was curious if your family incorporates any of his heritage and culture into your life or homeschool teachings. So yes, my husband is Vietnamese. Yes, we have incorporated things, especially when the kids were younger and Part of incorporating it was actually the fact that we lived close to his family about uh, eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, we moved. And so it's, they're not necessarily in it all the time. So his, he was just a baby when his uh, family immigrated to the United States from Vietnam. So his older siblings and, um, you know, and his parents um, are very 
very well-versed. And so he's first generation here. And so we incorporated a lot and my kids have a huge appreciation for Vietnamese food and they, they just the, a lot of the things they are familiar with. My daughter, I would say she's probably the one that got the most into it. And during the course of her homeschool year, she did one year a really intense study on Vietnam. She also did, we'll say she did her foreign language a little bit. Uh, over the course of two years, she was learning Vietnamese just with an online program. And then my husband worked with her as well. So that's kind of how we've incorporated it. They know a lot about their uh, Vietnamese culture and appreciate it. And unfortunately, they don't know the language as well. And that's pretty much what my mother-in-law speaks. She speaks, you know, some English and we can communicate uh, enough, but my husband speaks Vietnamese as well. And then Andrea asked, how do you balance running a small business out of your home to afford staying home with your kids while also making time for you and your spouse? Well, it comes down to, for me, I put some time blocks and I have some times that are dedicated to it. And I try to stay very focused on those times with what I'm doing, whether that is our homeschool time, whether that is time to work on the podcast, like I am recording episodes right now. Sometimes it's doing things in the evening after everybody's in bed, or sometimes it is in the afternoon. It just is having those time blocks and saying that this is what is important to do. But there's also the fact that you can't do everything. None of us can do everything. And so if running a small business from home, which is going to help your family, help the, the bottom line in order for you to be able to stay home with your kids, then you might have to say no to some things. Your kids might not be involved in every single sport. You might not be able to participate in a lot of things. You might just have to say no because you have to protect that time that you need to work on your business and then also to have time for your family as a whole and as well as time for you and your husband. There is definitely a bit of the motto, if there is a will, there is a way. However, just recognizing your limits and not bringing yourself to the point of burnout. And when you start to notice that kind of pull back a little bit and on maybe the extra activities and things that could maybe go and are not as much of a priority. So really prioritizing as well. Alana asked a question. Um, it's a little bit long, so I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but basically she has young children and she would like some type of something physical to look back on for the memories of all these years. And so she's asking if I have a recommendation for some type of online planner because she wants to log things like books that they read and field trips and lessons they're doing. So I'm going to tell you right now that I, I, I actually don't, I don't re have a recommendation and I'm not saying that they're good or bad for some type of online planner. I'm really more so familiar with physical planners, but I do have a solution that looking back, I wish that I had this solution back 13 years ago. I wish I had this idea and maybe I can go back and do it. I have to comb through a lot of things and, and put it all together. But how about putting together for the entire homeschool year, some type of photo book? It's so easy to order them online, to put photos in and let them print it and let it come to your house at the end of the year. So in order to track things like what you read and so sorry with that things that you read well maybe you finished your read aloud take a picture of the read aloud or take a picture of the kids with the read aloud book that you finished so then you have record you have proof or you have just a remembrance that you read that book another thing to add in is the field trips take pictures of field trips and this doesn't mean you had to put every single photo from the entire homeschool here but take photos of just regular everyday things. Maybe you're sitting out on the lawn doing your reading, everybody's doing their math, or you're playing at a playground. Just take one simple photo 
and then put those into some type of photo album book. And then at the end of the year, have it printed. It'll come to your house and you'll have a whole collection as all the years of homeschool goes along. And if you want to kind of keep a cheat sheet of things as you're going along during the year, you can just take that cheat sheet and tape it into the back of the book or handwrite things in. If there's certain things that you want to remember, maybe it's the curriculum that you use and you didn't take photos, but in the photo album book, you should be able to maybe type in and write things of different places that you went. So that's going to be my suggestion. And that's something that you could probably do completely from your phone, which would make it really easy. Okay, so the next question is from Jen, and she said said that you shared you have lost or and are losing weight. Uh, what are the best tips for 40-something moms? Yes, I am in a process of trying to lose some extra pounds that I put on probably in 2021, just when I think my metabolism just kind of was like, I'm done. Probably had some thyroid maybe concerns, but I didn't know at the time, and so I never went and got that checked out, and things seem to be okay now. So I'm just going to go with that. And if you are interested, I can share more about this. And if you're like, wait, what are you talking about? I just remembered this is something that I have shared on Instagram in a story. So that's where this question came from. But if you want me to share more about it here on the podcast, just send me a simple message and let me know that and I can do so. So basically what I would say is what I have learned over the past two years while I'm trying to solve this mystery and trying different things, but deciding I wasn't going to take anything extreme. I'm not going to, this is not knocking on it, but I just was like, I'm going to actually use real food. I'm going to use exercise and I'm going to use sleep. And I'm going to just take things just from a more natural perspective. I wasn't interested in joining any crazy program and taking some powders and, you know, having special foods and packets of things delivered to my house. That wasn't the approach I wanted to take. And so that has, it's taken some time. It's been, it's been a process of learning for me. And I would say the biggest process, biggest part of the process, the biggest jump that I have taken has just been in the past few months when I actually decided I just need to hire a macro coach. I need to hire somebody who's going to explain to me even what macros are and is going to come up with a plan and monitor my progress. And that's what I have been doing. And that's what has made a really big difference. So I would say understanding macros and understanding what exactly your body needs to fuel it and possibly cutting out the extra that your body doesn't need to fuel it, which is something I had to learn. Uh, strength training, like I, like I mentioned earlier and taking, you know, getting, taking walks. And also a huge thing is making sure we get our sleep so that your body has time to process everything and that we are not in a state of stress. The next question comes from Jamie and she said, how have you created a relationship with your children that stays strong as they age? I would say a big thing would be grace, especially as, as they get older, but really just having that foundation. And I truly believe in, and I just know in my heart that homeschool has really been a huge part of this, that they have been able to be a part of my life for their whole lives, if that makes sense. And just the fact that they've been there. And I think there's just an understanding. And when kids are little, they don't appreciate their parents. But I think that as homeschoolers, they begin to start to grow up and mature and recognize all that mom does and that dad does. And it's also just, you know, creating that relationship. It's just, it's not avoiding the hard conversations. It's having those hard conversations. It is taking the time to correct and to discipline and to guide when sometimes we're just tired and don't want to do it. 
and they might not like it. We don't necessarily like it and enjoy it at the time, but it produces a fruit. It produces um, just a change within them. And as they grow and mature, they start to see, oh, mom and dad, they're not the bad guys. They actually care about me a lot. And so how do you create a relationship with your children that stay strong as they age? It's just putting in that time, putting in that effort, being intentional. I do have a couple episodes about how to connect and having bonds with your kids that I have done with the different ages. So I would suggest also um, going back and listening to those. Na asked how to motivate discouraged teens. The first thing I would say is to focus on that relationship again. Make sure that the two of you are connected and find out what it is that they're discouraged about. So this could be a little bit broad and I'm going to maybe assume it has to do a little bit with homeschool and their work. And if if I'm on the right track, then I would say when it comes to that, as far as teens, really find out what are they interested in and give them opportunities, give them, don't take away all their free time. And when our kids are little, we're like, oh, they need time to play and explore. Well, guess what? Teens need time to quote unquote play and explore and to try out things. And so if they're discouraged about possibly their schoolwork or their future, then you get to be the one that gets to show them a bright future. You get to be the one that it gets to introduce them to possibly how uh, some new passions and some ways that they can spend their time. Maybe it's getting them to volunteer somewhere and so they start to kind of realize and see, okay, I've been a little discouraged, but <laughs> you know, things are, are better than maybe if I'm volunteering than the people that I am having to help out and just giving them that perspective of life. And so I would say just focus on the relationship because that's going to outlast everything. And then giving them opportunities and trying to connect with them over those opportunities and those interests and those passions that they have just talking a lot and more so when they're teens, listening a lot more and understanding that they're not always going to feel like talking, but when they do, you put the stuff down, you put the things aside and you stop and you listen to them. And we've got just a couple of more. Stick with me here. Becky said she wanted a house update. Anything new? Have you had to repaint your kitchen cabinets? Are you still liking the black and pink walls? Would you recommend your couch? So I'm going to assume Becky was following me with my home decor blog and Instagram account and all that stuff. So anything new? Well, we've been working on the painting of the exterior of our house and I truly, really hope that we are done with it by the time that this, that this episode actually airs. And it's, so that's probably the big thing is finishing, trying to finish that up before the winter hits. And so have we had to repaint our kitchen cabinets? No, not fully. I've done a touch up one time. I think they could probably use another touch up, but nobody necessarily notices. It's actually held up really well. So it's probably been about four years or so. And I think that the fact that I painted it like a green, you don't necessarily see the scuff marks as well as maybe if I had painted it a lighter color or a white or something. Uh, she's asked if I still like the black and pink wall. So I have, well, I had two pink walls that were which was one in my living room and one in the bathroom. The one in the living room, I actually ended up painting over it. Maybe it had been about two years or so. I just kind of, I got a little tired of it. So the black wall, yes, is in our, I'm going to say, quote unquote, library. I call it the library because that's what it's going to be. So maybe that would be something too that we'll, I'll share maybe that we're doing down the road. I have some plans and I'm hoping we can get to that this fall and this winter. And the last question is, would you recommend your couch? Absolutely 100%. I'm going to preface this and say it is a bit of an investment, but when we moved here, we were downsizing and I said, can we please 
please, please, please make sure we put into the budget and get a real couch, get a real good couch. So it is a Pottery Barn couch. It has a full cushion on the bottom. It's not like broken up into three different cushions. When you take off all the pillows, it is, and it's the longer one too. It is the size of a twin size bed and it is absolutely divine. It is so comfortable, sometimes too comfortable. Sarah asked, do you enjoy baking? I recently picked up the hobby of baking homemade sourdough. Do you have hobbies like this? I do enjoy baking, but I'm going to tell you that now that my kids are older, I don't bake as much. When they were little, we baked together a lot. And of course, around the holidays, we did tons of baking. And it seemed like there was a lot of places and things and opportunities that I would need to bake something. And now there just seems to be less. And I haven't baked as much because if I bake, it'll be me and probably my 15 year old that will eat it. My husband doesn't eat a ton of sweets and my 19 year old is super focused on protein and protein and protein. <laughs> now he eats carbs and fats too, but, um, he tries to stay away from bake, you know, baked goods and stuff like that. So I haven't done a ton of baking in probably the past couple years. I did do sourdough a bit when all five of us were home and it just, not everybody eats it as much. So I, I actually do want to get back in the sourdough. Maybe I'll just make a loaf once every other week. But I love, Sarah, that you are enjoying baking and making homemade sourdough bread. It's so good. So hobbies, probably my biggest hobby would be like the DIY kind of stuff. I really enjoy doing that. Now the painting of the exterior was, you know, I would take that off the hobby list. That's not cer certainly is not fun. But I do enjoy um, home decorating and doing that all on a budget. To me, that's that's fun. So I guess maybe that's a little bit of a hobby. And we are in the home stretch. Three more to go. And I think you're really going to like these questions. Jasmine said, did you experience a stressful ad or a stressful attitude transition when your kids reach middle school age? If yes, how did you all remain close and supportive of each other? There is a time when kids, they hit puberty and they start to, you know, there's some changes and I noticed different, different in each kid. And I would have to sit down and say to my husband, it like their hormones are raging right now. And so there is some grace, but there is not like, that's not an excuse, a blanket excuse to be rude uh, to siblings or to be disrespectful to parents or to get out of things. But just knowing that there are a lot of hormones and trying to work with that, giving them grace, but also then sometimes calling them out because we as women, we have hormones as well and we have to manage them and we have to keep ourselves in control during those times that we might feel a bit more hormonal. And so when it comes for, you know, kids and as they're going through transitioning and middle school, I would say the first thing would be if there's a bad attitude, stressful attitude, I would try to figure out, is it coming from somewhere? Have they made some new friends? and this attitude's coming from them? Are they exposed to things online or in screens or something? Is there something, maybe they're in a co-op or a sports team, is there something of an outside influence that is causing this attitude change? If the answer is no, then maybe start to look at this is just kind of them coming into their own and maybe the attitude comes from a lack of independence or control and so maybe giving them a little bit more independence. I'm not saying give them the keys to the car so that they can go out and party all night. Absolutely not. But maybe they can giving them a little bit more control over their day. Maybe they want to sleep in a little bit. They want to do school a little bit later. You know, just kind of talking to them and figuring out because that really is, it's a huge time during the teen years. And we have to start to give them little bits of independence that are appropriate for them. 
one book that I would definitely recommend. It is called Age of Opportunity. It is, I actually have to go back and read it again because it was one of my most favorite books about raising teens. I think I read it when my kids were all, I mean, they weren't even close to being teens. I think it's by um, Paul David Tripp. I think it's by one of, by Tripp, T-R-I-P-P, but it's called Age of Opportunity. I would definitely, definitely look into, into that book and maintaining relationships and being close and supportive of each other is just keeping the lines of communication open and talking about it. And they don't always want to talk, but you being willing to listen when they want to talk. Okay, we've got two more to go. Whitney asked, she had a long question, but I'm just going to kind of summarize it down here to if, asking if I have any tips for making meals and snacks easier. So she's got a handful of little ones at home that are hungry all the time. They are on a budget. And so she just feels like she's in the kitchen all the time. And I'm going to tell you that... 21 years here into parenting and I am in the kitchen all the time too. <laughs> it, I feel like it just doesn't seem to end. And for me, it had to take a little bit of an attitude adjustment. I have openly said here, it's not my most favorite thing to do. However, I have, because I just want to be honest and I just want to tell you that it's not my most favorite thing to do, but I don't tell my family that every single time and say, I hate making dinner. Here's your dinner. I mean, who's going to want to eat that dinner, but just knowing that my attitude towards it is a way that I can actually worship God through my work that I'm doing. And it is a way that I can serve my family. And so there's just going to be time and a lot of time in the kitchen. And there are one or two or maybe three episodes that have to do with meals and food and all that prep and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. So you can go ahead and listen to those but just making meals. Uh, so I would say meal prep, meal planning type of thing, knowing that what you're going to do and not creating meals that are just going to take, take, you know, basically suck the, suck everything out of you that are going to take a really long time to make, keeping things simple and snacks. I mean, I just kind of had a standard half a dozen snacks that we would do, you know, things like cheese, uh, fruit. I mean, even right now I have a couple bowls full of apples and bananas and they can grab them at any time. Um, things like yogurt. I have always made my own homemade yogurt. So things that they, that they know that they can have at any time. And, and you don't have to have a whole huge long list. And so she said they're on a budget. So it's things that she wants to be able to make because buying all the packaged stuff, which I highly recommend avoiding anyway, but making, making things like granola, or maybe it is, I mean, there was years I made granola bars. Like every couple of days I would make granola bars. And that was just kind of a staple in our house. So if you just get those basics and then go ahead and make it, and yes, it's time in the kitchen, but you know, it's time that is going to fill and nourish your family up. Well, last question. Are you ready? This is the like the cherry on top of the Sunday here. Mary said, what made you decide to try out homeschooling in the first place? I'm going to start and tell you, because I've said this already before. I was like, I will never homeschool. I had one homeschool mom friend. And I was like, that's really great for you, but not for me. And I just put my kids in school because that's what everybody did. That's what I did. Is there any problem with that? No, I didn't think so. I was like, well, if you start to have some problems, I'll pull them out. And maybe we'll put them into a private school knowing full well that we did not have the budget for that. But I was like, okay, we're just going to do this because everybody else is doing it. Never even thought about homeschooling until boom, God dropped the bomb on me. And then I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And then I was all in and I was super excited. And 
just like, yeah, all in and been all in all, all these years. Now that does not mean that there weren't times I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I think I'm going to go crazy. And there's just, there are some hard, there's hard days, there's hard years. And that's just, that's just a part of motherhood, even if you are not homeschooling. And so to answer Mary's question about trying out homeschooling for me, when we decided to homeschool, it wasn't necessarily trying it out. It was like, this is what we're doing from now on. And people didn't quite see it as that. They kind of thought like, oh, they're just going to do this for a little while. And surely they'll put their kids back in school by the time they're in high school. And we got those questions all the time. Once the first kiddo was in high school age and nobody asked again because they're like, oh, I guess they are going to do it. So for myself, when I say decide we're going to do something and I told my husband, he was like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't against it. He was just he was pretty much shocked because that was not in my plans at all. But once we decided to do it, we're like, this is it. We're going to jump in and I'm a bit of a hundred percent or zero percent. And so I was like, I'm a hundred percent. And here we are, we're in our 13th year, we've got two kiddos that are graduated and working on the third one. He's got a couple years left, but it has been the best unseen, unexpected, we'll say decision that we've ever made. And I know that it has completely changed the trajectory of my children's lives. It's changed the trajectory of mine and my husband's lives. And then it also changes the trajectory of future generations of my grandbabies and great grandchildren and future generations just from this one, not tiny, it's actually a very big decision in today's culture. And I hope that that actually changes and it's not as big of a decision, but there you go. There you have it. Thank you for sending in these questions. I thought this was kind of fun to do. And I thank you for listening to this extra long episode. Hopefully maybe you got your dishes cleaned, you got your laundry folded. But before I forget, and so that you do not forget, one more week, well, less than a week, you have until Sunday, November 5th, to enroll and clarify your homeschool at the current pricing. And I'd love to see you over there and be able to work through all the homeschool questions with you one-on-one -on -one and just really focused in on like, what is it that is going to help you get to this point that I'm at right now and saying, this was a hundred percent the best decision ever and completely changed the trajectory. And our relationships are so strong and so solid because we intentionally homeschooled. You can get all of the details about everything that is included and hear some testimonials from some amazing moms that I've had the privilege of working with over at clarifyourhomeschool.com. But also be sure to come back on Thursday for episode 200. Have a good day, friend. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.